and welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me is my good old friend, Court Winsett. Bah humbug. Well, there's the jingle bell to cheer you up. (laughs) Opening bell, that is. So, we're excited to have you guys back. We are in December, so of course it's all jolly and fun right now. Yeah, Katie's jolly and fun. I can already see how this episode's going to go. Katie's going to be like a little perky, cute, sweet little Cindy Lou Who over there, and I'm going to be <laughs> Scrooge over here. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, it is the time of year. You've got Santa on every corner ringing the bell, oh, oh, oh. you know, asking yeah, for donations. Love those bells. No, I don't. Everyone's so excited, cheerful, rosy. You don't know if it's from the cold, although in the South, it, it's, it's probably from the heat because you're in a sweater. If it is cold. <laughs> it's cold and rainy, which makes you miserable. Yes. So, yeah, great. Christmas time again. And, the, you know, it's a capper on a year, right? But, uh, for for the sake of the podcast, I will act like it's wonderful and cheerful, <laughs> and we'll talk about we'll talk about the, the 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 fact that this is the season of giving. It is. It's the season of giving. It's giving to your friends and family. We talked about holiday stress last time. Now let's talk about charitable giving, which isn't just at Christmas time. It's all year long, but. We kind of thought it was a perfect time to talk about it now when it is the season of giving. Yes, absolutely. So I think obviously, obvi- I think obviously, you know, um, if we're going to do a top five this week, then the obvious thing to do would be top five charities. Well, and we're not saying that we're ranking these charities in like the best of the best. No. These are just five charities that for various reasons are... Close to our heart, or we we like them. These are just the charities that that sort of tickled my fancy today, quite frankly. <laughs> Lordy Lou. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I do have to put a disclaimer out there. Um, if you remember from a little bit about my bio, I was in the nonprofit world for about six years. Um, charities have always been something that has driven my family and that... Um, I thought I was going to have a career in nonprofits, and then things changed. And now it's that I can still very much be involved with nonprofits. But so I just want to put that disclaimer out there. I got a lot of background with nonprofit being on the uh, nonprofit side and not mm. just the donor side. I guess we should probably also give one other disclaimer. Our top fives here, um, <clears throat> probably one of the best known charities from from our area. The one that 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 comes out of uh, Shelby County, out of Memphis specifically. Uh, is St. Jude. Yes. And that didn't make either of our lists because everybody knows about St. Jude and everybody, I mean, and St. Jude is wonderful. The work that they do mm-hmm. is great and the, the medical advancements are phenomenal. But we just, you know, that that one is there. That one clearly is a, is a, is a charity. Everybody's probably heard of it. If you haven't, you can look it up. So we're going to cover some other charities. Yeah. Memphis is very proud of St. Jude. But yeah, here's some other ones. Okay. My uh, number one. Uh, would be Le Bonheur. Mm. Bonheur is another wonderful children's hospital in Memphis. They actually partner with St. Jude. And I know it is just one of the best in the best. And the people from all over come to Le Bonheur and they take such great care of kids. Um, it actually partners with another one of my charities that I'll mention in a minute. But I just love everything Le Bonheur does. Yeah, I actually used to volunteer for a, it was called Young Adult Le Bonheur Leaders. And it was a, oh. it was a nonprofit put together to support Le Bonheur. So... Very familiar with Lebanon. Love that place. Actually, we um, we had some time there with one of our children. So it's a it's a good place. Good place. Very good. Uh, okay, number two would be schools in general. I'm a big advocate for education. Um, 
I know that shocks you, Court, being <laughs> who my father is. Yes. He uh, spent a long time in a school board, national school board, and now actually, uh, if you remember back to another episode, has a foundation, American Public Education Foundation. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I love any chance that we can get involved in the schools because it is so important. Education is the basis for everything. It's We need to be a part of that because that's our future leaders and doctors and everything. Mm-hmm. So when I'm old and gray, I want to make sure those kids have been educated properly. (laughs) (laughs) And we do, we do value public education. We think it is an institution that is worthy of keeping going. Absolutely. And then we're big advocates on financial literacy with kids because I know that's something that there's so much you get thrown into the real world that Mm -hmm. you haven't been taught. And I love this idea of these schools now, not just being so what you may think of as school. They're letting kids experience culinary arts and, you know, mechanics and welding and all of these different things and the arts in general. Yeah. So, yeah, that's obviously I'm very passionate about the schools. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number three would be Memphis Oral School for the Deaf. This is obviously local with Memphis. Mm -hmm. Um, I started getting involved with this organization when I was probably 12 because of my mom. And this is a school in Memphis. It is a school that teaches kids to speak. Mm -hmm. And yes, I said deaf. They do not do sign language. They get cochlear implants. It is a preschool. And what this school does is make it where these deaf children will then be able to be integrated into a normal kindergarten public school without missing a beat. It's I'm getting chill bumps talking about it because it is the loudest deaf school you will ever go to. Those kids are incredible. And it's just, it's it pulls my heartstrings every time I get to see those amazing kids and how their lives are changed because of this wonderful school. See, I'm, I'm just taking all the time. I'm getting passionate about my places. Oh, just keep going. Keep going. <laughs> all right. Number four would be the Orpheum Theater in Memphis. I know y'all have heard me talk a lot about this because of its haunting and because I got married there and mm. I interned there. So obviously I love it, but it is a historic theater in Memphis. Um, it is a nonprofit because the arts are very much in need of getting involved in the community and keeping the arts alive. They partner with a lot of our schools to encourage those young dancers actors singers to really embrace their passion and i've just i love that theater if you are in the memphis area and would like to become a partner the orpheum is looking for you because you know it is some tough times right now yeah listen it's not (laughs) just the orpheum theaters all over the country broadway even theaters are are dark right now for Mm -hmm. the most part you they're they're hurting so um if you're a theater if if you are not a theater buff, I'll say. Why not? And if you are, then keep in mind that they they could probably use your support. Yes. Okay, and my last one uh, is JDRF, Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, although it formally is known as JDRF. This is where I worked for six years. Um, This place is obviously very close to my heart. It supports type 1 diabetics, which, you know, it is children. It's adults. It's every age. It is not just juvenile as the name originally said. This is something that there's so many people that are affected by this. JDRF works in hand in hand with Le Bonner. So you see they're linking my charities together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's just a great organization. So those are my charities. Court, let's hear about yours. Okay. Well, um, I'll start with my number five. Um, the main reason I put this on the list is because right back when he first started it, I remember seeing him appear on 
on uh, Jay Leno or David Letterman, and it just it blew me away his attitude in the face of the fact that he had just been diagnosed with Parkinson's, mm. and that's Michael J. Fox's foundation for Parkinson's research. Um, and the, the, at the time, it's been years now; it's been decades, I guess, since he originally was diagnosed. But uh, one of the things that he said at the time was, you know, that he was he was absolutely determined to to find a cure for for this disease before he died. And uh, that just impressed me. I mean, he, he's 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 always handled this this particular uh, affliction that he has with with just a tremendous amount of grace. And mm-hmm. so I'm I'm very impressed by him. And um, his his foundation is is a highly rated foundation. You know, it's it's a good cause to give to. Number four is um, one that I personally. Uh, love and uh, do work for, uh, volunteer for, and it's because I, it's the Collierville Literacy Council. So it's a local one. Yeah. And I'm I'm just you know this is this is a this is a an organization that focuses on teaching adults how to read uh, and helps adults pass the high school equivalency test. They okay. also help people that are learning ESP English as a second as a second language. Um, ESP, ESL, <laughs> English as a second language. Um, so, but they do they do a lot of work with literacy for adults, and I just you know I, I'm such a I don't know it sounds I guess kind of lame, but I'm just such a big fan of reading that that I, I feel like everybody should 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 have that ability in their life. Um, so, um, awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs> Uh, number three is, um, Ronald McDonald house. Now I, okay. So I did say that we weren't going to say St. Jude, but Ronald McDonald house is actually, uh, is a, is a, an organization that supports St. Jude patients when they come into town, Mm -hmm. uh, to visit and, and, and be treated at St. Jude, they are able to stay at Ronald McDonald house for free. Um, and and it's a it's a really nice place that families can stay together. So you 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 know you you come in and you stay at, at Ronald McDonald House. It's not like you're just getting a hotel room and you're all cramped up, because obviously these are kids that are coming in from all over the country, all over the world. They have to come probably in bringing with a, siblings with them. Yeah, yeah, parents. So they they need their space and they could be staying for a, an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. And so Ronald McDonald House offers them a place to stay. Um, so you know when you uh, when you pull through the drive-through at McDonald's and, and <laughs> you used to pay with cash, you probably don't pay with cash anymore. You probably pay with a credit card now, but you used to pay with cash, and you would get change back, and you would dump it in that little thing underneath the window. Yeah, the that, Ronald McDonald House. That went yeah. to that went to support Ronald McDonald House. Um, number two, I mean, okay, so this one's a little bit obvious, you know, so uh, it's a little bit on the nose, but I like animals. So, uh, American Humane Society is a big one for me because, I mean, I just, you know, they, they do work with animals. Your dog has a Facebook, so yes, we know you love animals. <laughs> That's true. We'll have to put that in the show notes. Follow Court's dog. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, and um, finally, something that you may or may not have picked up on is a big deal to me. It's um, uh, people uh, helping people that suffer from anxiety and or depression. Um, and so one of the so important it, it, yeah, right now, especially at, like we said in, in, in previous episode, seasonal affective disorder right now is a big thing. The holidays are always a big thing and anxiety and depression loom large in my life. 
among my friends. So it's always it's always something that is on my mind. Um, and the uh, Anxiety and Depression Association of America is a great uh, charitable organization that that helps uh, helps educate America about anxiety and depression and get knowledge out there, but also obviously advocates for the treatment and um, research of anxiety and depression. That's awesome. I did not know about that. Yeah. So um, that's my list. That's my, that's my five through one. And uh, why don't we move into the meat and potatoes? (laughs) So obviously there are thousands, I mean, tons of different charities out there. And I do want to preface that we are making this, this is December and this is during 2020 when things are a little crazy right now. And so we've been trying to not let people know know that we're recording during 2020. Nobody wants to hear that. I know, but (laughs) but I do have to put the disclaimer out here because we are going to talk about charitable giving at any time of year, but specifically right now, because yes, Virginia, there will be no Santa this year. What are you talking about? There will be, for the first time in 159 years, Macy's. They already took away our parade. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have a Santa in Macy's. First time in 159 years. So no miracle on 34th Street this year. Edmund Gwynn, who played Chris Kringle. <laughs> he He's rolling over in his grave right now. 2020. Exactly. Ah! So reason I'm telling you this is that it's kind of turning into this season, the year of the Scrooge or yes. the Grinch yes. or... And I will happily play that part. (laughs) (laughs) So much has been lost this year. So much turmoil, so much craziness. And charities are very much hurting. And so I kind of wanted to put that out there as we're talking about this as, you know, a whole at any time. But we are going to mention about charities and how they are hurting. Mm -hmm. So why do do we get involved with charities? I know that my list... I don't. You don't. Okay. I don't get involved with Yeah, but with your charities. list and my list were all about personal experiences that led us to these charities. If they would rather die, then they should just go ahead and die. I think so. Okay. <laughs> it's it, it's a line from... I, I didn't. I probably didn't quote it exactly right. Yeah, I'm not... You know, but it's a, it's a line from Christmas Carol, so... So with my background in nonprofit world, um, I think the biggest thing is we get involved with charities from different aspects, whether we work at a great place that supports charitable giving and we find out about these wonderful places, whether we have a best friend or a child or or a relative that gets diagnosed with something and then we become aware of a charity. Hmm. So... There's so many different ones out there, and it's one of the lines we would always say with JDRF is, it's it's until it's you. Put yourself in this person's shoes, because you don't know what it's like until you walk a mile in their shoes. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's with, that there is no one perfect charity. It is what charity speaks to your heart that you feel good about and that you want to give to. So why do you do charitable giving? Don't talk like Scrooge in court. Don't talk like Scrooge in court. <laughs> See, I'm already. What am I supposed to talk about? Like, <laughs> should I talk like, uh, like, uh, goofy? Huh? Oh my goodness. Oh, this is gonna be a long one. <laughs> okay, let's talk about just the basic facts of why do you do charity charitable giving? You're driven by heartstrings. There's, there's a specific person you have in mind. There's a specific reason. I'm sorry, Katie. 
I have no heart. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, there are no strings to pull in my heart. I have no heart. There's an empty space there. So, these, so court doesn't care about the warm feeling that you I get don't. inside when you donate or how it affects someone. Okay, what about this one then? A lot of times, let's be honest, it's a status symbol. People will give to charities because they want to put it on their resume of that they donate to charities or a business wants to put it on their logo that that was my biggest pet peeve when I would work at JDRF and I would go and see businesses that had our logo on there and I'm like you have not given to our organization in six years you better remove that logo right now but so I'm showing both sides of this here okay you know it it's a tax benefit a lot of people will do it for that Mm -hmm. but You've got the feel-good part because you want to, because you sleep better at night. You've got the status symbol of it. And, I mean, people just do it because it makes them look good in front of somebody. Yeah, yeah. What about just the people that do it just because they're good people, Kate? And that's the heartstrings people. Well, no, not necessarily. I mean, you're, if you're doing it because it makes you feel good, then you're doing it and it's, it's, it's helping you in a way because oh, you're, you feel better about yourself. You're not doing it selflessly. You get something from it. it what about is... those people that are just good people? <laughs> I'm teasing, Katie. Come on. You do it because you feel like you're making an impact. Because isn't that at the end of the day what we all want to do? We all want to play a role in something bigger than ourselves. You do it because you want to make an impact. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so you want to be smart with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are, after all, a financial podcast. We are, <laughs> bottom line is we're talking about money. We're talking about your money. We're talking about your assets. We're talking about you giving that away. So we do definitely want to be smart about it. No doubt about that. Yeah, because, I mean, I have sucker written everywhere. I think it's like listed next to my Facebook name. It's everywhere. The second that some kid has a fundraiser, somebody has a sad story, I am the first one jumping up like, what do you need? Mm. I will do whatever. Yeah. Hit me up. And I I had to step back and look at it. And it's I know we talked about the budgeting episode a while ago, but I realized I was spending a ton of money on charitable giving in the instance of buying the kids' T-shirt or buying the, you know, Innisbrook wrap and buying the, you know, giving it $5 donation here, $30 here, $20 here, it adds up. So that's why you've got to be smart because, as you said, it's your money you're giving away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and and really just so that everybody understands the juxtaposition, uh, I wouldn't even give money to my own kids. So <laughs> we're completely opposite on this. So I got to talk about the art of manipulation. Yes, please do. <laughs> So it's both ways of, you know, we talked about how people will donate to manipulate how they are looked at in society and, Mm -hmm. oh, they're such a charitable person, but they're giving for the wrong reasons. They're giving for, not as court was arguing, they're giving to make themselves feel better, but they're giving so other people think they're awesome and they can gloat and be like, oh, look at me. I bought all these, you know, cars for these people, or I made a huge donation, then there's the art of manipulation on... Did you just throw a little shade toward Oprah? Did I did I hear you just kind of maybe throw some shade toward Oprah I didn't Oprah have there? Oprah in my mind at all. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah was not in my mind at all. But you, you know how it is. Like some of those people who especially have end games of they're thinking they're going to end up being a politician or they're going to... Um, you know, they're trying to work an angle of getting a business deal with somebody. So they do things for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, trust me, the charities still support it, whether it's the wrong reason or right, but just think about your internal person side. Okay, art of manipulation on the nonprofit side. Let's let's back up for a second. I just want to make sure you you never, as a person who uh, was raising funds for JDRF, you never said to someone who was like, "Here, take my money." You never said to them, "No, I'm sorry, I can't accept that. You're doing it for the wrong reasons." No, I never okay. would say just, that. Just wanted to make sure. No, I mean, okay. I, I might give you like a stink eye <laughs> if I knew what you were doing, but you know, that's okay. Oh yes. So. On my side of it, being in the nonprofit world, I did know how to manipulate people. And and I'm saying this in that word, but I don't mean it as negative as it sounds. I knew that when I could get a captive audience in a ballroom at a black tie gala, I knew that I needed to pull on your heartstrings. I needed to put those people that were affected by type 1 diabetes right in front of you, telling your story, making you in your mind, think about your little girl, your wife, your son, your daughter, whoever it may be. And that was my power of manipulation that I knew you had been there a while. You were having a couple of glasses of wine. I have just told you what they're going through. I have made you in your mind think about this could be you because it really could be any of us. And then you and then we say, would anyone like to make a donation? Yeah, I've 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 been to um, I've been to one of Katie's galas and and I can attest to the fact that for those people that actually possess hearts, it is really a profound experience. It is uh, yeah. you, you will you will be you will be uh, moved. Um, so it, it's one of those that charities know how to pull on the heartstrings. They know how to manipulate you. They know how to get you and tell you what's going on but that's where we say is you've got to with charities think with your head not your heart and that's hard to do because you do get swept up in that moment but that's where it all goes back to our lovely friend budget Mm -hmm. think about every year every month whatever it may be how much you want to allot to charities and have that in your mind if you're going to an event go i think i want to spend this much and try and absolutely stick to that. Plan it out because this is your money. And it's just when you're giving it a charity, yes, it's one of those. It's a feel good. You're getting that emotion out of it. But it's just as detrimental as you taking your credit card and going and swiping and spending frivolously. Yeah. You've got to plan it out and figure out how does this fit in? Because you don't want to give to charity and then become a charity case yourself. Well, obviously, yeah, and I've I've had I've had that happen before. I've gone into debt because I fell victim to an auction, and there's nothing like an auction for getting you putting you on the stage in front of everybody, and you just oh, once yeah. you start bidding on something, man, you feel you feel terrible if you if you stop. <laughs> yeah, well, and if you've got those auctions and you see that there's something that doesn't have a bid on it, oh, that's a deal. I'm gonna bid on that, mm. and the next thing you know, whoops, I just won 20 things because I put my name down thinking it would get the bid up, and now I'm stuck with it. Surely somebody else will bid on it, and they didn't. <laughs> oh, no. No, but one of the things that I did come across um, when I was with JDRF is how businesses handle their budgets and how they handle with charitable giving. And how they do it is something that even as an individual, as a family, you could do it the same way. They would set in their minds this is how much we're going to spend each year. Or not in their minds, in their budget. Oh, yeah, in their budget. In their, <laughs> yeah. They would say, we are spending this much for charities. This is what we've got. 
if you want to get a gift from us, you have to talk to us by X date. After X date, we can't guarantee there's any funds left. Mm -hmm. So now, as an individual, you don't need to necessarily have that deadline that they've got to come and present to you a whole presentation like you would a business. But if you kind of set that in there and you can say, oh, I'm so sorry, I can't buy your kid's t-shirt. I've already allotted all my money towards my top five charities. Mm -hmm. And it's just... It goes back to before when we talked about holiday stress, learning to say no. And when we talked about giving money to family and friends, mm-hmm. it's take a step back, say, hold on, let me think about it. Being honest with your spouse, because again, you don't want to get in trouble because you just donate all this money to charity because you felt bad. And then now you're in the doghouse, literally. <laughs> but you like dogs, Court. So I do. You're fine I love with dogs. It. I've never been a fan of dog houses, but uh, I do. I do love dogs. <laughs> But so it's one of those, even if you feel like, oh, I'm not rich, I, I you know, I, I, I don't think I will be giving a lot to charity, still put a little bit in there as a budget if you think you may at some point, because you'd rather go ahead and budget it out and not spend that money than to not have it in your budget. Yeah. Okay. So if you, even if it's not in your budget, even if you don't have the money to give, you can give of other things. You can give of your time, obviously. And this is a great way if you, to get involved in your community. If you want to get involved in your local community, your, your, your city or your town, whatever you, wherever you live, then one way you can do that is find the local, the local nonprofit organizations that need volunteers mm-hmm. and volunteer for them. Time is just as as needed by them as money is. Well, Absolutely. So, so you know, and that that gets you involved with a nonprofit. That gets you to know people, other people in your community that care about the same thing things as you. And then next thing you know, you're getting invited to be on the on the board of some other nonprofit, yeah. and you're getting involved, and you're just getting out there. You're getting to know people. You're becoming and, an advocate for that nonprofit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, volunteering time, um, donation of items. It's one of those that a lot of times I know that um, because of what's going on in the world, my chapter that I was a part of JDRF in Memphis is having to close their chapter here and becoming a statewide. And so their office that they had, all of the items in there, the desk, the conference room table, everything, a lot of it was donated from people. And so that's another way that, you know, if you're refurbishing your house, changing things up, you can always reach out to a nonprofit. Now, obviously, like, it's kind of like with donating to the food bank and stuff like that. Don't give them, like, stuff that is gross or expired. Like, give them stuff that you feel like someone else can use. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's something you can do. Even cars. You can donate cars to sure. nonprofits. Absolutely. No question about it. Yeah, you know, it's also, I mean, look, for instance, one of the things, I said time, but also, you know, the the, the three T's, time, talent, treasure. Mm-hmm. Um you can volunteer for for some unskilled thing that they need someone to do, like stand and take tickets at a at a at an event or something like that. But if you have got, especially if you've got a very a, a, a specific skill that is that is valuable, you can you can donate that. You know, I help I help nonprofits with with, legal, with documents legal documents all, all the time. And yeah. Cameron, I know, has done a lot of help with nonprofits with marketing and creating graphics mm-hmm. and documents. Yeah. So and- what do you got? What do you got that you can possibly <laughs> offer? They will take pretty much anything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so when you're figuring out your nonprofits, you've got to make sure you've done your research and that it is a legit nonprofit. It is somebody that is putting the money in the right places. 
that was one of our biggest things with JDRF. And I know with Lavonner and St. Jude, it's all about where the money's going and making sure people understand that. Because just as there's a lot of great nonprofits, there's a lot of bad, shady ones that the money is not going where it's supposed to be. So do your research. I know, I'm sure there's tons of places out there that show that they have their proper licensing, that they're putting the money the correct places, that you can even ask that nonprofit before you make a donation to prove to you what the money's going towards. Well, they talk about the percentage of, of donated funds that go to research or the mm-hmm. percentage of donated funds that go to what. So where are the bad places? What are the things that you would want to look at and say like, oh, if, if you've got this percentage. It's all going to overhead and mm-hmm. it's all going to pay the staff. Like if you're, I mean, nonprofit world is something that there should not be people working there that are getting rich. It should be these people who are selfless, giving of their time and caring, and most nonprofits are very little staff and mostly driven by volunteers. Mm. So if you start seeing that there's a lot, that very little is going to the actual research or outreach or anything like that, and majority is going to overhead, there's something going on. If they're living up in a skyscraper and having this crazy rent and driving Maseratis and all kinds of crazy stuff, mm. and they're giving $200 to uh, research, yeah, there's something going on there. <laughs> It's And also take advantage of matching gifts. If you do know that your employer will match charitable gifts, then look at that. Um, if they've got matching gift campaigns, take advantage of that. But at the end of it, you've got to come up with your financial strategy. And if you need to call somebody like us, we've got a wheelhouse here. We've got legal. We've got tax. We've got financial advisor. Well, because you're, you know when you talk about giving, we've said, okay, your money, your time, your talent, whatever... But when you're talking about giving of, of assets, mm-hmm. there are so many different vehicles, so many different ways that you can give. There's the most obvious. You can write a check. You know, you yeah. can give somebody some cash. But there are many other vehicles, many other ways that you can give your assets to a charitable organization. You, some people might even be blown away by the number of options that they have in terms of gifting. Yeah. It, it's not just that you have to write that check today. Right. And so, I mean, the first thing is definitely there is tax benefits for sure when you give a charitable Absolutely. gift. And with it being towards the end of the year, that's something you may have a conversation with your CPA and your financial advisor and figure out what's going to be your best option. Mm-hmm. But you've got different options with even your retirement funds. If you're 72, you can make a donation. Yeah, you uh, as long as you are of an age that you are qualified to withdraw from your retirement fund, then you are also of an age where you can qualify to donate from your retirement fund directly to a charity. And uh, that that amount that you have donated, you know, they get the they, they get the amount. They So they're, they're great. And you could, for instance, if you are a person who takes an RMD every year, a required uh, okay, minimum distribution. You. I was about to call you on jargon. <laughs> <laughs> We've had, it's been a while since we I did know. that. Um, a required minimum distribution from your IRA, which basically means, okay, you've reached the age of 72. You are now required to start drawing that money in your IRA out mm-hmm. on a yearly basis. If you want to make a donation from your IRA directly to a charity, then you can take that required minimum distribution, treat it, treat that donation to the charity as your RMD. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't affect your income, so it doesn't show up to you as income. So it's not it's not part of your income. You don't have to pay income taxes on it. 
and uh, you, you've satisfied the, the requirements of your IRA, your retirement account, you've satisfied, uh, you've satisfied your need to give to a charity, you've, you've basically, you've covered all of your bases. That is one option. Yeah. Now, um, you know, you've got varying levels of tax deductibility depending on which vehicle you use to donate. For instance, you're gonna, obviously, you get to take a, a large tax, tax deduction if you donate cash mm -hmm. and it's not it's not going to be the same if you donate other items or donate in other ways so do make sure that you check with your your tax professional to make sure that you're doing the appropriate thing as far as that's concerned so you our valued listener you are probably sitting there right now thinking to yourself what i've been sitting through all of this and you're not even going to talk about the whole tax thing with charitable giving <laughs> okay so neither neither katie nor i are actually tax professionals but we do have a sister firm pickler accounting advisors and there is going to be an article from Pickler Accounting Advisors about the tax advantages of charitable giving. Mm -hmm. Yes, they, um, they will explain it all in detail. Yes, yes. And so we will have a link for that article in our show notes. And also you can go to their website, picklerecountingadvisors.com. That's advisors with an O, <laughs> not an E. Uh, and and find, out about, find out about the tax stuff. But I don't want to get too deep into that no. because that's, that's not our area of expertise. That's not mine and Katie's area of expertise. So, Court, I uh, I feel like you're pretty uh, well-versed on this subject. Mm -hmm. What about with wills and could I leave a charity in my will? Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, so, charitable planning. This is this is this gives somebody the option if they want to support a charity, if there is a charity that they want to support but they feel like right now they cannot let go of their assets. There are so many different options that you have for ways that you can support that uh, support an organization later on. Mm -hmm. You can put the organization in your will. You can. Um, there are some some organizations that have uh, annuities, charitable annuities, that where you can actually you can give a lump sum to an annuity and take income off of that while you're still alive. But then when you die. The charity gets gets the 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 remainder of the the funds that are that, that sounds were in like that a win win situation. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Um, so there's you can put it in a charitable remainder trust. So uh, this would be something where you're managing it, or your trustee is managing the funds, and you're living off of the income while you're still alive. And then when you pass away, the tr the 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 beneficiary, whoever the charity is, gets the gets the money from your trust and you can set it up so that it gets it in a lump sum or you can set it up so that it gets payments on a yearly basis because it's a trust you can you can absolutely set it up and customize customize the way the charity receives that donation that you've made any way you want over time Anyone you know based on certain goals <laughs> you want the you want the you want the charity to to reach certain goals on its own before the, the before the trustee pays out that money to the to the charity there are, there are just so many different wow. options. Yeah, yeah. That's So, I mean, it's almost kind of like how you can set it up with your kids. Like, well, until they become married and have two children, they don't get this money. So yeah. you can say with charity, until you, you know, meet these requirements, you don't get the money. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So uh, a lot of options for ways that an estate planning attorney can help you set up your estate plan so that it favors uh, your favorite charities and they receive something after you're gone. Um, that's, that's absolutely an option. And that's, awesome. I mean, we could, we could probably do a whole episode just on uh, charitable planning. 
Oh, yeah. And it's one of those that, yes, you've got, with giving charities, you can do the individual events. You can do an annual gift and have it set up. You can set up monthly gifts with most charities. Most charities, I will tell you, they will work with you to figure out what works with you for them to get money, time, whatever it may be. But there are a lot of options out there. Um, at, you know, as we mentioned before, it's the tangibles, the life insurance policies, real estate. You can even donate real estate. Mm-hmm. I know uh, locally there's a gentleman who uh, has a lot of real estate in Carterville, and he gifts the land to charities for them to then build their buildings on to run their organizations. Mm. So it's it's one of those. I think a lot of times we think about charitable giving and we just think opening as someone, Court and I both know, a hip national bank, <laughs> opening your pocket and giving money directly. But uh, there, there are a lot of other ways. And almost forgot, stocks. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, ab- absolutely. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> How can we forget about stocks, yeah, Court? No. <laughs> but, no, so- we didn't forget about stocks, David. We did not. <laughs> but long-term appreciated stocks. Mm-hmm. So that stock that you've held for a long time, and you're like, oh. If you were to know. if you were to sell that stock and take the gain for yourself, you're going to pay giant capital gains That's taxes. Lots on of giant. Yeah. Whereas you could take that stock up to a certain percentage of your income. Mm-hmm. You could take a, 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 an amount of stock up to a certain percentage of your income, and you could donate that to a charity, and you can take what the value of the stock now is. As a deduction, mm-hmm. again, up to a certain percentage of your income, you could take the the value of the stock now as a deduction. The charity, they can sell the stock and not pay the capital gains yep. tax. You're not hit with the capital gains tax. You get a deduction. Everybody's happy. It's fantastic. It's another way to go. See, what we're hoping this tells you is there's so many win-win situations. And there's so many options out there that that's where... You do make this a financial strategy. You talk, If you were interested in doing something, you talk to your accountant, your attorney, your financial advisor. Talk to someone. Come talk to us. We got all three here. Yeah. Did you did you put $10,000 into Apple in 1984? <laughs> then, you know, you, if you if you still have that, if you've hung on to it for all those all these years, then um, guess what? <laughs> you're going to get hit with some capital gains if you sell that stock. Yeah. But if you wanted to unload it, assuming that your assuming that your estate is so just flush with all kinds of money and stocks and so forth that you want to unload some of it, then that's something that you could go ahead and unload now. Mm-hmm. You don't pay the capital gains on it. You're you're avoiding those potential estate taxes. Now, I do want to point out uh, there is there is a, a an estate tax uh, exemption now for estates up to in size eleven point five million, give or take a few uh, thousand dollars, eleven point five million dollars. So if you have an estate of eleven less than uh, of less than eleven point five million dollars, right now you don't really have to worry about having an estate that's too big. Mm-hmm. But estate tax laws change with the wind, so. If the estate tax laws change again, and they probably will sometime in the future, depending on depending on how our Congress is made up, depending on who the president is, it could, the, the exemption could get higher, it could go lower. We don't know. But depending on how those laws change, 
you may want to pay attention to how much money are you going to have in your estate when you pass away? Is it going to be enough that some part of your estate could get taxed unless you get under that exemption? This would be a good way to get under that exemption is to, to get, get rid of some of your, your assets. So hopefully we've given you a lot of different options about charities. I do want to end with the importance of giving and how I did grow up around giving and how it was important. And I would save my pennies and, you know, wrote off and send it off to St. Jude and, because of a lemonade stand and how that really built a foundation for me of understanding the importance of spend, save, and give, and that it's always good to give to charities. It makes, I know, Court, you don't have a heart. We already made that clear, Mm -hmm. but it does make people feel better about themselves. It makes everyone feel different. It makes everybody feel like they're having an impact on the world. And the biggest thing is if you are passionate about a charity, then tell people about it, be an advocate. Because, yes, we are in 2020, and majority of events for charities have been canceled. Um, Places are closing left and right, and charities really need us more than ever. I did happen to see some article that said, you know, charities are booming right now. I don't know what charities those are that's booming, because I know locally in the Memphis area, I keep hearing, and maybe it's because I'm still very connected with the nonprofit world, I keep hearing of people losing jobs left and right, and chapters having to close and let me let me give you one little snippet here of so with jdrf obviously that's the one i know really well because i was there having the chapter in memphis having the chapter in nashville having the chapter in east tennessee Mm -hmm. while some may see oh oh it's more efficient just to have one in nashville and have a person work in memphis and a person in east tennessee okay so that's what it is now let me tell you what that means you have now lost all of that camaraderie, all of that support that all these local Memphis people and East Tennessee people were getting by having all of these events, by having support groups, by having all of that. Yes, there can be volunteers that can drive these, but now there's not the staff or the location for them to come together. Mm-hmm. So charities are hurting right now. If you're if you were touched by a charity, consider giving to them, but remember, keep it in your budget. I mean, do consider the fact that a lot of a lot of the, the fundraisers that I've been involved with, with all the charities local, locally, they've been they've been events. They've been galas. They've been um, th- they've been things that people attend. And mm-hmm. right now you can't attend things. Um, you know, you can't have gatherings of 200 people that are all willing to, to give money to be able to dress up and go buy things. Mm hmm. You have all of these charities that maybe their biggest single fundraiser, they had to cancel this year. Yeah. And again, so I know we, we've said it already. We don't like to talk about uh, it, this stuff, the the specific things that are going on this year that are making it really tough on all of the people. But um, this episode, we do want to point out, you know, 2020, COVID, all of the things that are going on, charities are hurting uh, you're, you're maybe not your national ones. It, maybe your big ones are, are doing fine. Maybe St. Jude is doing fine, mm-hmm. but your local, your local nonprofit organizations are, could, they could very well be struggling right now. Yeah. So keep that in mind. I think we have talked about this a lot. Are you ready to bullseye this up? Oh, let's bullseye it. Katie, what's your bullseye? Don't become a charity case giving to charity. <laughs> Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no. That's a bullseye. That is that is that is a summary of summaries. That is concise. It is perfect. Don't become a charity case giving to charity. But um, seriously, it's it's make it important. If if giving is important to you, 
build it into your budget so you can be smart with it. As much as you're going to want to think with your heart, make sure you realize and you think with your brain that this is your hard-earned money. This is money that you're choosing to give to someone less fortunate or something you believe in, but it is money that you're taking away from your emergency fund, your vacation fund, your family. So just really be smart about it. And yes, have emotions in it because that's so important because you could be affected by this one day. Mm. But use your, use your brain. Use your brain. I would say that I'm, I'm, you know, I don't have a brain, but it's Scarecrow that doesn't have a brain. I don't have a heart. That's the Tin Man. Tin Man. Yeah. Okay. So, um, if uh, I only had a brain. <laughs> contrary to the fact that I am lacking of a heart, I will say, Katie is saying, if you're going to give, don't go broke giving. I'm going to say, but do give. Mm-hmm. Charitable gifts are important. Charitable gifts are important, especially this year, but they're important every year. They are also a benefit to you. There are ways that you can give to to a charitable organization and benefit yourself with tax deductions, uh, making yourself feel better, making yourself look better to the crowd. Whatever the benefit is to you, there is benefit to you. There's obviously a benefit to the charity. So do give. Have a heart if you can. If you can't give anyway, I mean, if you can't have a heart, give anyway. Um, but do give. Just be careful about it. Bullseye. Well, I know I started this off with telling you about the sad news about Macy's and not having a Santa. But I think that uh, I might have a mission to try and get that Grinch over there named Court to make his heart grow. And uh, check out our Instagram because you may or may not be seeing Macy's new Santa. Portland wins it. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> I can guarantee you, you will not. But, uh, but, but, Katie, you have fun trying to get me into that Santa costume. I think I can get enough of our uh, listeners to chime in on why you need to dress up as Santa. I do not. Uh, although I do have to point out that I think it's quite obvious to the listeners right now that you're pointing out the fact that I've gained weight over the last few months. Oh, I was not so going So you're there. saying I'm big now, huh? Oh, goodness okay. gracious. Go ahead and wrap whoa, this up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Katie, that was the closing bell. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you've made it to the end of yet another Bullcast podcast. If you enjoyed what you've heard and you have not already subscribed, then please go to your favorite subscription service and subscribe. You can leave us a comment if you like. We do read the comments and we will try and respond either on the air or, uh, you know, in some other way. Um, also, if you'd like to talk to us a little bit more directly, uh, you can go to our website. That's bullcastpodcast.com. You can comment there. You can also give us suggestions for episodes, for topics that you would like to hear. Um, you can find out a little bit about me and Katie. If you'd like to see great pictures of us on Instagram, then you can Court check. Santa. <laughs> you can check out our uh, Instagram handle. That's at bullcastpodcast. And if you want to just interact with us, talk back and forth. We can talk some smack. On Twitter, that's at Bullcast Podcast as well. And finally, if you want to just find out more information about us than you ever wanted to know, and information about our team, the great team that we have at Pickler Wealth Advisors, and more information about our boss, David Pickler, then please feel free to go to our company's website, picklerwealthadvisors.com. That is, as always, advisors with an O, not an E. So, ladies and gentlemen, you feel like you've got enough to be going on with? I feel like I've given you enough to be going on with. So for now, I'm Court. I'm Katie. And we are done. <laughs>